0: Last time on the Strategy with Jason podcast. That's how it was back then. Well, now it's different. Look for reasons to to hire. Someone who's maybe an entry-level
1: tech, somebody who who went to a UTI, went to a trade school, or even just worked on cars, but they have something inside them. There's just a, a good person. It's just a solid human being that can be trained and mold and has work ethic and has things that are desirable for any employee, not just in the automotive industry.
2: The biggest problem that, that most businesses have, you know, the, the unemployment rate is, is very, very small across all of North America. And so Everybody's trying to pull from a a smaller pool.
0: And now, the thrilling conclusion. Hello and welcome to the Strategy with Jason podcast, your mobile podcast for all things automotive strategy. Today, we're wrapping up at RAC, the Rockstar Automotive Conference in Las Vegas. Follow Anthony, Joe, and Steven as they discuss automotive recruiting strategy. Of course, with your host, Jason Harris.
3: I'm going to kind of shift the conversation a little here because I I think we really kind of drove home the importance of hiring the right people. Let's talk real quick about the cost of hiring the wrong people.
1: Right. Mm -hmm.
3: Because there's a significant cost there.
1: Yeah. Well, especially in our industry, (laughs) I think last year was 62% turnover or something like that. And, And there's no industry in the entire world that gets away with that year after year after year. And you've talked about how it's worked so far, but at some point it is going to catch up with you. Yep. And if you just take the time to do it the right, I, I forget uh, what the numbers are on it, but the, the cost to, to hire a new employee is obviously exponentially higher than the cost to retain your current employees. Mm-hmm. You have them right there. They were obviously motivated at some point. They applied to the job. They came in for the interview. They want to work for you. Take the time to develop that person instead of the astronomical cost of rehiring all new people every two months.
3: And it's, true, it's, it's not just in the training and development cost right. too, but it's in the sheer cost of lost opportunity. going to be very familiar yeah. with that, right? No,
0: absolutely, you know, when you go that route, it's, um, well, this person's struggling, that person's struggling, okay, you know, you, know, you hear those stories, well, I'm not gonna have them taken up, I'm gonna send them home, you know, they suck. Well, no, why? Are we putting the fourth time toward that? And also, it's very, very important that you balance your time, not just with the bottom third of your sales department, Mm -hmm. but you balance it out between the six-car guy, the 12-car guy, the 25-plus-car guy. Maybe he needs some encouragement and support. And, you know, for myself being that guy, that veteran guy that was in the trench all those years, I was kind of on an island, and the only time I was given attention was when they had an issue with me. Type of thing. It was never, hey, what's going on in your life? That type mm-hmm. of thing. That was, toward the latter part of my career, it wasn't like that. Now, early on in my career, it was like that. Where they cared about me, they wanted to know what was going on when they saw the struggle. I remember being pulled out of training back in 2001. I went through a broken engagement. And, you know, my manager pulled me up, uh, me out of the training, Lee Timmerman. And he goes, Anthony, I need you to sell cars. You're struggling. But... Tell me, and and, and uh, you know, the, he said the name of the dealership, you know, the the, 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 uh, the actual the last name of the, the dealer's name. What can we do to help you? Because we do care about you. And I wrote about this in my book mm-hmm. because I'm forever grateful. And that gentleman's actually a part owner of, of a dealership five miles from my house, and then I see him. You know, and those things are just important. It's like you don't see that today because we're so built on. I have a triangle. You have your career. You have your passion and hobbies and then you have your health and relationships. And everyone's focused on the career, the career, the career, career. Well, guess what? If they have a disconnected person, your passion and hobbies and your health and relationships, you're not getting maximum production from the career. And all of a sudden, well, they suck and they're no good. No, you didn't sit there and care about them to invest that way. And when you put the time in, so do not just hitting the panic button. We need people, we need people. Because it was a Saturday and there was four customers that walked out because we were slam busy and they are calling Automax Monday morning and say we need, we need we need a class and we need you here right away next week. Can you get there? Well, we're kind of booked and they're like, what are you talking about? Bro? You know, and those things happen that way. Well, how about sitting there and going into your staff currently and making that change. Bring the left hand from the bullpen again, change of face, that TO that we have in the corner street. And why don't you TO it to a trainer so they can engage everyone, whether they're 18, 42, or 75 in class.
3: That totally makes sense. Maybe anything you would like to add to that? Yeah, I think actually probably the, one of the hacks that, that uh, most
2: most companies that's always what they're looking for is hey, what do we do to fix it? What do we do to change it? Mm-hmm. Well, the biggest biggest problem is, again, what, what differentiates one company from another? You know, like like if, if you're going to work for a dealership, it's like if I go look for a I'm moving to uh, Toronto, yep. where you're from, and um, I go I I look in the uh, on uh, you know one of the realtor type of things, whatever for the rent stuff. I see boxes, I see rooms, I see mm-hmm. maybe I can get a little perspective, but they all kind of look the same. So can I make a decision? It's just a box. Can yep. I make a decision? It, it's it's uh, it's a pretty big life ex- you know life life uh, uh, experience. But can I make a decision from here? Maybe. But am I going to put my whole life into doing that? You know, like like sure. what are my surroundings going to be? You know. So we're we're asking people to make a com- a big big commitment, as big as your house and as big as you know your family. To to make a commitment to a business, but we're not telling them anything about us. Yeah. So here's a Mitsubishi store. Here's a Mitsubishi store. Both are, are looking for salespeople. Which one do I work for? Mini, Mini, Mo. You know, how do I know? I don't. So what? What I would suggest is that companies kind of just like they do when when they're trying to sell a car. What's cool about this one? Hey, this is the young you know guy that dresses like a clown and, and people <laughs> like that. This guy you know is the the older conservative guy that does his commercials. So maybe I, I identify with that, so I go into that store. But they never do anything for identifying what makes a good, uh, you know, wh- why you know for for an employee or a potential employee, what sets them apart. Why sure. would I want to work for that store? So I would suggest again doing just like you do for your regular advertisement telling what's different, Mm -hmm. show your company picnic, show your events, show your culture Mm -hmm. so that I can identify. Cause I may actually opt out. I Mm -hmm. may look at this and go, Hey, I can't relate to these people and what they do. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they're drinkers. They're crazy. That's not me. So maybe they are into something else, you know, so maybe I can identify so that way I can make a commitment. Cause what usually happens is somebody starts on that first day, their experiences, they have no idea what their experience is going to be. They get there and they're like, I don't, I don't get along with anybody. I don't really like this place. It's kind of funky. Well, shouldn't they have known that before they even committed? Yes. You know, so now you don't 100%. have that quick turnaround. You know, you've got somebody that's um, committed because they've they've kind of already in their head committed to it, just like that that house. Well, they bought into the story. They, and bought they, into they the want
3: to they, they be a part. They want to be part of that narrative. That's it. That's
2: it. I feel good about that story. I can relate to that. I can feel good with working with these people. Mm-hmm. Or I
3: get there and I don't,
2: and all I can think is, how can I get out of here? Where can I find another job? And it's that same identity with the apartment. It's just a box. Yes. But when I go there and I go, gosh, I can see myself in the pool. Boy, I can see my kids running around here. I go to the schools. I'm bought in. So the, the rent's 500 bucks a month more. But you know what? It's worth it for me. i bought in. And that's the same idea. ideas. I mean, maybe I'll, I'll make a little bit less money. Maybe um, the hours may not be as ideal. But if I can kind of see myself in that whole picture, um, and that's what companies don't do. They just put an ad out there most of the time and just expect people are just going to rush and and, and uh, beg to, to work for them, and then <laughs> so they're surprised when it doesn't happen. And they're surprised and when it doesn't like... happen. Well, this guy is making a commitment to something he has no idea. You know, for sure. It's it's uh, hey, we're gonna we're gonna um, get you a car. Okay, well, he's thinking a Ferrari, and you're thinking a Pinto. You know, <laughs> it's it's a big difference. Mm-hmm. So when when they come together, and both people know what's gonna you know what the expectations are. It makes for a whole lot easier transition if and, for sure. It does.
1: I'm glad you mentioned all that. I think you're kind of hitting on on hiring the wrong people and being careful. And that yeah. goes back to what Jason was talking about, the cost of turnover. Yes. Help them to opt out. So I, I think we have to be careful because we're sitting here talking about finding the good in people and looking for reasons to hire people. You also have to eliminate the wrong people. You right. can't just ah, hire very, very bodies point. just to hire people. Yep. Cause that's what leads to the turnover, right. you know, don't just go for the volume play of, of, I need 10 people. So I have to hire 10 right. people, right. you know, hire three or four good ones that, that are, you know, have a shot and want to be there. Like mm-hmm. you said, people that actually want to be a part of what you're doing. It's not always a perfect fit. You know, well, it's, sometimes it's, too, the,
2: the best thing you can do for them and for yourself is to, to show them the path out. Right. So if they're not a fit, don't don't take them down the path. Don't yeah. don't take them all the way because you're wasting their time and yours and, and a lot of money.
0: Your time, right? A lot exactly. Hundred yeah. percent agree. You know, during the interview process, I, I have a thing I always say. I, I say, you know. Uh, there's three things that are very important to me that I require in order to get past me. And I call my ICE acronym, and sometimes I ask the person you're familiar with an acronym, and, and 90% of people know what an acronym is. You know, and some people don't <laughs> yeah, so sure, sure, yeah, sure. I just make sure of it, you know. <laughs> and I start with letter I. I said, you know, letter I, integrity. If you can't tell me the truth, you can't work here. Hmm. Now I say that, but depending on the applicant, I use my different tonality based on my poker reads, again, of that person. Because I know if, for some people, if I say, it, if you can't tell me the truth, you can't work here, that's <laughs> going to alienate them. Other people, if you can't tell me the truth, you can't work here. You know, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yep. And you go that route. Number two, commitment. I'm only looking for people 100%, now I'm surprised me saying this, right, all in, <laughs> committed to earn Customers for Life at whatever deals from that. And number three is my personal favorite. I want, to require efficiency. I want people to get things done like that. It's okay if you don't know how, so that's why I, I back it right in there, but it's okay. So you have the minds to get things done just like that. And that's exactly what I do. And they're engaged in the interview and you have to do that. Now I've interviewed applicants as early as, as late as um, recent as last week, I should say. And I'm going through the process and I see it in their eyes. They're not committed. Good people, qualified people. They're not committed. Say, so you know what? It's not for you. Talk to me like you know me. How many irons you have in the fire? Well, I got two more interviews tomorrow, three mm-hmm. interviews, and they're non-car business things. Okay, what's your first choice? What's this? Okay, well, I'm looking for that commitment. But, you know, if something changes, you know, you, Jane or Kyle, one of our in-house recruiters, you can email them if you really are all in about this. If not, it's a pleasure to meet you. I do wish you the best, but maybe it's not for you, like like you guys said. And you have to go in that route and look for that, and that's part of trimming the fat, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. So it isn't just when it comes to not hiring the wrong person; it, that could be. It doesn't mean that person just an awful person, and, and there's the Darth Vader or whatever. You know, it's about good people maybe just aren't the right fit, and you have to be able to do that. And that's what mastering the recruiting process is. Are you willing to put forth that time to see that? Well, and I think that's a
3: perfect lead way into kind of the next question I have for you guys, right? I mean, up to this point, you know, we really kind of identified, you know, you know, what is the importance of hiring the right people? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've talked about why hiring them, you know, with the ridiculous amount of turnover mm-hmm. we have and just the loss revenue mm-hmm. for hiring the wrong people. Um, then The next part is how, how you do it. And, you know, we, Joe, you, you started off and that great, you know, it's just, can't be the jack of all trades and master nothing within your dealership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you're not willing to make the commitment, because this is this is a commitment. This is this is time. It takes time to find the right people, right? That's going to have that heart. It's going to have that passion. It's going to have that ability to be trained and to be developed. You know, right. um, that takes time. So let's talk about now the how to right.
1: do it. And and this is something that comes up a lot at these conferences. And it was tough for us internally to get through our heads about I don't. know, 5 6 years ago on what we were putting out on social what we were talking about at conferences mm-hmm. and people were like well, you're telling everybody what you do aren't you worried that they're you know going to go do it we're like no mm-hmm. i we want I, to I, have I, at it an idea is always good as yeah, how well we can execute it good. we <laughs> talked about it a lot today at the conference it's there's no magic button there's no crazy yeah. trade secrets or anything it takes a lot of time and yes. it takes constant you know something that we always say with uh, uh, particularly with sales recruits, it certainly carries over to tax or any quality candidate. Do so you have to treat it like a, a sales up? I mean, you have mm-hmm. to be on that person immediately, mm-hmm. as soon as people aren't gonna wait around time to hire, Anything that increases time to hire is going to reduce the the odds that you land that person. Mm-hmm. So they apply. You have to, you know, filter through the resume. You have to contact them immediately. You have to make it easy. You have to schedule them. You got to communicate with them. However, they prefer to communicate, text, email. I mean, everything involved in this process is very time consuming. There's some stuff that you can automate. But at the end of the day, it's it's a people business and it takes communicating with people to get them into the dealership to get them to sit down you know for an interview and then the interview is a whole other one and you can mm-hmm. certainly touch on that you know more than i would but you know it's just the things that even lead up to the interview are very time consuming and, and i talked about casting that wide net you know it's not enough to just post a job here or post a job on ZipRecruiter or wherever it may mm-hmm. be post a job on indeed you got to be everywhere yeah. it's got to be out on social it's got to be on linkedin it has to be 100 visible and even that with unemployment this low, isn't enough a lot of times. So we do a lot of proactive stuff now, where we're we're doing resume mining. We're going out and grabbing people and bringing the opportunity to them instead of waiting for them to come to us. That's where we find ninety five percent of our good technicians, our A B level technicians. We have to contact them. Mm-hmm. They're not going to apply mm-hmm. to the ad. Quality technicians. Some time. That's yeah, time. yeah. yeah I mean, you got to sit it, down and and you got to call them. You got to hound them. I mean, like I said, you have to go to them. You have to be proactive you sit there and just wait for people to come to you more often than not, it's not gonna happen. And then that, like I said, leads into the whole other second part of it is, is not just the interview, it's sitting down to interview with them, it's spending a little time with them, like you said, building up the confidence, even if it's not hard training. I mean, a lot of times we're only in a dealership for, for five days and mm-hmm. three of that is sitting down to interview people, mm-hmm. which is time consuming. That's right. And then in two days, we're not reinventing the wheel on training, but you're instilling confidence, you're That's getting right. them comfortable with the dealership, and then probably the biggest thing you're helping with that onboarding, that transfer, mm-hmm. that first day is where you lose a lot of new recruits. Yeah. They get oh, set in a corner with a stack of paper. Hey, go fill mm-hmm. all this out, and then mm-hmm. I don't know. Follow Jim over there. Yeah, for here's a few the keys. Days. Here's the brochures,
3: and right? here's your badge. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. everybody wants
0: to feel wanted, including us four disabled. We all want to feel wanted and desired. If I didn't feel wanted, and desired uh, with Automax, I probably would have left. You know, uh, it's very, very important. You know. And, but this is what ends up happening in the interview process. Imagine this. You're working two deals at once. There's a third salesperson who's in appraisal. Behind him is the ASM looking for a 1500 hour okay for a used car safety check. Behind him is one of the girls in accounting looking for clarification. We're putting the back screen from a deal two days ago. <laughs> the owner's text you how many deals you have for the day. <laughs> And you haven't gotten to your CIT meeting. You have half a million dollars out in the street. <laughs> now your receptionist comes up and says that interview such as a week ago, she's here. Now what's your response? Uh, uh, all, uh, you wanna hey, hey, all you want hey, hey, no to do is have a cheesesteak. Don't have to. you have a cheesesteak sitting there half cold you haven't <laughs> eaten it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. That is reality in dealerships. Yeah. Yes. Now go fill the application out. Now in fourteen minutes and twenty two seconds she fills it out. But you yeah. don't sit there you don't sit down with her until forty one minutes and twenty two seconds later. So for twenty seven minutes, her wheels are turning. She's and she's out. staking things and overthinking yeah, things right. yeah. as applicants do. And now when you come there and you're interviewing her, is your mind focused in the interview or is it going to do there are eight or nine things you have to do? Mm-hmm. And then you wonder why they don't come aboard. Mm -hmm. Or even if you get past that, even if they do choose to hire them, get past that point, like Joe said, the onboarding process is skewed. Let's just go through this, background this, drug test, those things are important, we have to do it. Yes. But you drag it out for a week and a half, two, three weeks. Well, when a customer says, yes, I'll purchase the car, do we say to them, come pick it up eight days from now? You know? What's the old saying in the corner street? If you don't spot them, you don't got them, right? (laughs) Well, guess what? Why don't you spot your employees? And jump right on top of it there and do it and get to the point where the process with the paperwork and having business cards and giving them a tour to the dealership and giving your employees your time. The most important you give someone is not the money. It's your time. And when you do that. Now people will stay. And that's how you have an organization, or as you would say, Jason, an organization <laughs> where you have 70% of the employees. He loves you yeah, Ten plus years. I do it to Katie Maris as well. well so. let's, and let's
1: stay on the onboarding because I want to talk about yourself yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, I think bit. the
3: tech part of it, right? We've talked about the time element of yeah, it. We yeah. talked about the importance of the interview. Let's,
2: yeah. Well,
1: and, and the onboarding, and especially right now, you're in the middle of kind of upgrading and fine-tuning your stuff to really bring home the HR component of it and onboarding that we're talking about right now, mm-hmm. as far as you know, automating something—I don't say automating it, but but making it digital, and making it easy for creating people. a process. Yeah, right, right, right. So you're not just throwing them in a corner with a stack of paper. Well, and
2: that's the problem is is, is oftentimes there is no process. Mm-hmm. It's you know everybody, it's it's kind of the the person that uh, that got stuck with doing the onboarding or got stuck with doing the payroll or that kind of stuff is trying to handle that, but that's not their department, so they really don't know what that person really needs to get going. So basically, what we're trying to do is create a a process so they can they can tweak it to make it sure that it fits their um, their way of doing business. But it gives them a process, and it elect it, it puts it as electronic. So, mm-hmm. um, like all of your onboarding documentation, all of those things, it needs to be electronic. It doesn't need to be yes. in a filing cabinet in somebody's desk. Did it get completed? I don't know. So. True. That's a key, you know, you have to have all that stuff done so that way when the, the person starts on their first day, all that junk, all that noise is done. Now it's the fun stuff. Hey, l- l- let me introduce you to everybody. Mm-hmm. So they need to go through that process. They also need to have um, emails set up, uh, all their uh, computer stuff set up. If they're going to be given a computer or a phone, that stuff needs to be in there and ready to go for them. So if you create a process for them, they can now um, they can basically have you know, all that stuff handled and it's all organized. You know, it got done. <laughs> and um, so it's 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 uh, again, it's setting up a process. Dealerships generally aren't known for their process.
3: Um, in doing that,
1: especially, no. <laughs> So or consistency, or yeah. consistency. Or consistency, well, and that's so, what
3: technology does, right? I mean, t- technology—we're using technology in a way here that actually—it's—it's it's not so much the tech mm-hmm. as much as the process that comes with the tech Correct. and the technology ensuring that process is done it the same way every single time. Right. Well, also, too,
2: there's there's a number of those those documents that are, are required to be, um, like, they're the first day. Yeah. You know, the first day they start, you have to have these things. Well, did you get it? You know, <laughs> who did it? You know, so if it's, if it's every time the same process and it's done and you have a hot sheet, now you can go back. If you've got, you know, a couple hundred employees working at your business, who turned that in? Who didn't? You know, how do I, do you have somebody chasing them around the store to get them? So what happens is now all of a sudden you get an audit. Um, you have some government agency that comes in and looks: Do you have all of your stuff done? Well, mm-hmm. gosh, I hope so. I don't think so, but I hope so. Mm-hmm. With this, or you know, with something like you know a process, a you know m- uh, mechanizing it, now all of a sudden you know that that stuff's been done. If not, that person's been on that hot sheet for a long time. Mm-hmm. And plus, for their experience, when they come in, all the stuff's done. Yeah, that's it, what it's It, it all looks about. organized. It, yeah. It, in
1: the ground running, like you said. Yeah. And, and getting to the fun stuff. Like well, they said. get to the
2: fun stuff and it's organized. They don't feel like they like it's chaos, you know? They they start their first day, honey, how was your first day? Oh gosh, I got there and they didn't know where I was supposed to be. Yep. If they have a process, when I start on my first day, I walked in, all that stuff's already handled, mm-hmm. I start my training or I, I go into this, mm-hmm. it's all laid out for me. It's a plan. And that kind of goes into keeping people as well. What is their progression? What does that look like? So you can set that up as part of their onboarding as well. What is my, um, what is my career projection? You know, where am I going to go from here? So you can you can actually even show them in that part of the process, Hey, we're starting you here, but these are the things that you can do. And this is, if you stay with us, this is where you can go with it. You yeah, know,
1: a true career track a like, career like, like yeah. Yeah. most other industries. Most yeah.
2: So there's actually one of the companies that, that's actually done a, a pretty good, darn good job. They're actually also the largest, um, Employer of uh, new college graduates, and that's Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, so they do a phenomenal job. They really do a fantastic job because basically, what they're telling you is, um, so what? What kind of job is is the entry level job for a college educated person mm-hmm. at Enterprise? You're going to wash cars. Mm-hmm. You're going to deal with really shitty people at the airport. You're going to run around in the in the inclement weather, um, grabbing cars, washing cars. You're going to be doing all of these things. And we're, by the way, we're not going to pay you that great for that degree that you have, but what we're going to do, here's the carrot, we're gonna show you the career path. If you're here for two years and you excel at your position, Mm -hmm. you're gonna be at this position, and now you're gonna be, instead of making $30,000 a year, you're gonna be making 150. Okay. In four years, if you stay with us, you're going to be a district manager and you're going to be making 220 and you're going to have all these people working for you. So now you start to build that narrative in your mind. Where am I going to go with this? This is not just a job. This is just not a path. That's how they're able to lure these people in. It's it's not a job. It's a career, you know, and here's our career path. And this is what you can do and how you can do it. If I just throw you out there and say, hey, go deal with those horrible people at the airport, you know, and go watch those cars. I'm gonna be like, gosh, how can I get out of here? How fast can right. I get out of here? But if I start thinking, if I if I do the right thing, I got a way to go here.
0: It's right. all in, in presentation, it. and also they do an internship, mm-hmm. uh, internship as well, that mm-hmm. they do. Yes. that's all I wanted to say. So. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: and that's our competition. You talked about your competitors. Yes, It's not one Mitsubishi dealership right. and the other Mitsubishi dealership. It's sell cars or do something else, and they have the ability, and there's options out there, and like you said, with the lower talent pool, you know, it's the demand for, for talent it far exceeds supply right now. So you have to, you got to offer something, you got to change something, and you got to compete with those type of industries. Well,
2: you hit it right on the head. If if, uh, if uh, um, the industry is trying to tire more women into the industry, yep. and also we're trying to find more college-educated mm-hmm. folks because they uh, maybe can relate to more, you know, they have maybe mm-hmm. a, a different perspective on things, um, especially with the new tech that's coming out and stuff that, that, that uh, businesses are having to deal with. Um, so now we're going to compete with an, an enterprise. So you can come work for me as a salesperson and I'm going to work you to death and probably we're going to pay you commission only. Mm-hmm. Um, or you're going to work for enterprise. So that that young lady that's that's just graduated from college, she look at, looks at these two and she has to go back and tell her, her family which ones she chose. I'm going to be a salesperson at a dealership or I'm going to work for Enterprise, and they have this career path. and Let me tell you the story about that. What's she going to choose? Yeah. Oh, um, okay so, but. but the reason is, is because they're telling a compelling story. It's it's a it's a not a glamorous job, you know. Yep. But. It's, it's something she can tell her family if she were able to go tell her family, hey, I got this amazing job, and this is what they did. Because I'm um, I'm college educated, uh, because they're looking for, for to help females in the industry, um, basically this is what they've done, is I'm going to start as a salesperson. They've laid out all these pieces. This is how much I'm going to make. This is what I'm going to do. This is how my hours are going to work. But also, if I stay with them, they're, they're going to make me a um, a sort a floor manager. And then the next step after that, they're going to make me a finance Finance manager and if I stay there for two years I'll be and I hit a certain level I'll get this and also now she's telling her family the story, and now they're convinced. They bought it. Right, right. And yep. that's what we're not doing. We're just not telling a story. We're not right. building a, a narrative or a picture. Right. To, it's to, like to you do said. It.
1: It. It's, it's not just about the career path. It's it's the culture of the dealership. Right. They want to come home mm-hmm. and say, Hey, I met this guy. He's he's going to be my immediate boss. And hey, here's the owner. He's a really cool guy. Here's what he does within the community. Mm-hmm. It's telling the story and making people want to work there instead of just assuming they're going to want work. There. You know, I went. Uh, um,
2: in probably the late '90s, I went to go work for pe- the Penske Auto Group yeah. mm-hmm. um, in uh, Southern California, yeah, yeah. and uh, there's... That little, those little guys. Yeah, well, there's, there's uh, one of the uh, one of the sons was um, r- running most of the stores in in uh, Southern California it's, mm-hmm. is uh, Greg Penske, mm-hmm. and uh, talk about a guy that, that catches you, and that's the way you—that's the guy you model after. Hmm. Um, not only because they're successful, um, but the way this guy worked. Um, absolutely, he, he was one of those guys I idolized and looked up to because of the way he treated people. Mm-hmm. So this guy, um, again, the, the family's kind of known for it as well, but extremely brilliant. Um, just one of those guys that's uh, photographic memory, um, could just do things, just amazing stuff. So um, at the time, I think they had about 10 stores, and once a month um, they would go, to, he would go drive to each of the stores, and we would do these manager meetings. And this guy would come in, and he, I would sit there and remember my used car stuff, and what I've got going, what my wholesale profit or loss and all these different things and there was probably seven or eight of us in this meeting and he would show up to each store ours generally was probably one of the last that he would come to on his on his trip excuse me um, on his trip and so when uh, when he would sit down with us he would be able from his head to be able to go through each guy's um, different uh, numbers and we're trying to remember him ourselves, but he had already gone to nine others or ten others, wow. and he was just that guy. But what he did that impressed me more than anybody um, I've ever seen is uh, a porter that maybe just started a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would go after we were done with our meetings. He did it every single time. He would walk outside with us, and he would go to the uh, to the to the technicians. He'd go to the porters. He'd walk around and greet people, right. and he had thousands of employees. Mm-hmm. But all of us had these little ID cards. Um, that we'd use to scan into different things. And we all had to wear it on these little lanyards and stuff or the little clippers. He, would, I think what he did is he would memorize everybody's name and their picture. So he would walk out <laughs> and he would walk up to, to a guy and hey, like the brand new porter, John, glad to see you. Thank you for working for us, you know. How are things going for you? And this 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 young porter that's sitting there is going, how the hell does this yeah. owner of this big business know me and he just took the time to come and say hello mm, to me. Right. That impressed me right. more than all of the memorization, the numbers that he would take the time and he did it every damn time.
1: Well, and think about what you just said it impressed you it's like oh, I was yeah? talking about earlier that guy your employees noticed that oh yeah and, and then it just 100%. spreads and it spreads and now you're you know it's how many years later and you're talking to the camera I'm, right now I'm about the yeah. like story, story. Well, I mean do you know they don't yeah. even need the plug but no, you know, I mean, because yeah. if you with it way. With him is
2: he did it the right way and he made such a huge impression on. and they just did everything like that yeah. um, just their whole culture um, when we first started there um, they would have everybody go to Longo Toyota and they would do mm-hmm. a and they had a training session mm-hmm. and that was general managers Porter everybody mm-hmm. and you had to learn the, the culture mm-hmm. and that's what he did He's, he set the expectation this is what I do and this is what I expect of all of you guys right. the general manager sat next in the same training class to the porter because this is how we do things right. and
0: it, it, it's about being a, the, the person feels they're part of the future of the, yes. of the organization is what it comes down to with it Bryce Harper Bryce Harper signed a 13-year contract with the Philadelphia Phillies The reason why he chose that is because he wanted the longevity he wanted to be part of the future of the organization that was very important to him No, and you have that and now when you feel that future now the presentation when they come home how was your day the significant other brother sister whoever it may be now when you go that route they have that that desire in their heart so now you don't have what ends up happening a lot of times with employees The people that love you the most block you from opportunities and advancement. Well, now when those people say, well, are you sure you want to do this? Commission? Sure. The car industry, this, that. Now that person rises up and says, no, I believe in myself because they believe in me too. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things I ask in in my trainings is, what did anybody try to get, was anybody made an attempt to be talked out of coming today? And they put their hand up. Talk to me. What happened? My mom said this, my dad said this, my sister said this, my brother said that, whatever it is. My boyfriend told me no, you know, type of thing. But you're here, aren't you? Why? Well, Anthony, I feel like in the interview process, you believed in me. And that's one of the biggest compliments that, that, that I love to get is when I get a text message, and I actually had two of them this week since I've been here. Thank you for believing in me. That's the whole key. Are we making the employees that feel that they believe in their part of the future when they do that? Now they'll stay. Right, Bryce
1: Harper left money on the table. By the way, to, to do yes, that, yes, he did. He well, to, to have he, the longevity, did. Yeah. Yes, it, so it'd, it'd he absolutely could have broke it or, up into yeah. shorter contracts. In in five years, that deal, that contract, will look like a deal. Right, right. people signed So he took, exactly he wanted right. to be a part of something. He's like, I don't want to move again. This is where I want to be.
3: Right. Well, he, he bought into the story, he yeah. bought into the narrative, and he yeah. wanted to ensure that he was going to be a part of it. Guys, yeah. um, what what some amazing knowledge bombs here? And I think what people. Can take away from this is that recruiting is not just a matter of throwing an ad out there. Mm-hmm. This this is a very serious process, from from the interview to the technology that we use um, to to our approach and and who we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Like this is something that it's and training. the time and the time, man, the time, right? Yep. Yep. Like, do it right the first time. Don't don't do it half ass and right. then pay for it later, mm-hmm. right? Um, I guess, yeah, one thing. To yeah, add, that's if you don't mind. No, no, absolutely. So, so
2: uh, the the, uh, the the problem for for most stores is they can't control their inventory. You know, like especially new car franchise yep. stores can't control their number of the cars they have on the line. Mm-hmm. It's controlled by the manufacturer. Can't tro- control the interest rates. That's controlled by somebody else. Can't control their rent. That's controlled by somebody else. Everything in their life is somebody else controlling their narrative, controlling their mm-hmm. life, their mm-hmm. their business. The only thing, and the most expensive combined of all of those things, is their employees. Yet yes. they, they put that at the back of the list. So every month, i got to pay all these different bills, and I have no control over it. And the employees, their payroll and the cost of the employees is more expensive than all those things combined. Yet they put it at the back. They because, don't control it, they don't structure it, they don't put um, end it, you know, any effort into controlling the thing that,
1: that actually costs them the most. Well, and it's like so. you said, that the reason why is because it's a pain in the ass. It I mean, is. Because people are a pain <laughs> in the ass, and it's it's dynamic. It's not black and white. It's not, okay, I just pay this and that bill's handled. Right. You gotta invest time and energy and emotions yes. into people. And it sucks, but it is hard. the only thing
2: that you can control, though. Yeah. So if you're going to set a culture and you're going to do those
3: things, that's what the investment is. Right. But the payoff is m- it's, it, well, it's huge. As it's to the example of the Penske years. It's huge. Yes. Years and years later, that culture, that brand had such a huge impression on you that with a second, you're able to recall, yep. recall that message. Absolutely. And you know what it's done is, in fact, at the uh, the conference today. Um, they, they were brought
2: up as well. Long mm-hmm. Toyota was brought up. And um, it's because it didn't affect me, but their their culture and the way they do things has affected so many different other people and it's made their success.
3: Yeah, 100%. You know? 100%. And, and, that's, and to the, your point, success. Yes. Right? And we take the time to do this and to do it right. That's what our ulti- That's what we're going to receive out of this. Wow. Guys, again, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate yeah, you guys sharing with me. Thank it. you. So I know smart. that we could probably jam yeah. for about yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Like, <laughs> like hours more. Yeah. Um, but a hey, uh, quick shameless plug time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, For anybody out there that's listening and would like to learn more about what Automax is doing, how you guys sure. are positively affecting and changing the auto industry, what is the best way for people to connect
1: with you guys? Sure. So uh, our website, uh, automaxrecruitingandtraining.com, um, social media, we're all over social media. I can be reached personally on my cell phone. I'll throw it out there. I don't care. <laughs> Call me. It's 609-705-8646. Um, you know, Anthony, one of our finest trainers here, feel free to request this guy. We, we get it a lot. You gotta book him in advance though. He, he books pretty far <laughs> out. Uh, and then of course, uh, Stephen Warner in Jar. Stephen will certainly talk a little bit more about how to get in touch with him. But uh, he, he's he's kind of one of the cylinders that drives our engine. We use his platform to help us recruit. And then we also, he, he has been kind enough to allow us, when we formed the relationship with Stephen, said, hey, we got a lot of clients that could use this. So we go ahead and, and resell it out to our clients if they want to take more of a hands-on approach to recruiting. Uh, if you come through us to get to Steven, you get it at a little bit better price. So <laughs> you're to come through us. But you can, also, you can also reach out directly to Steven as well. I'm sure he'll, he'll fill you in on those details. <laughs>
2: It's true. <laughs> for the code. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. the pro- the promo code <laughs> comes through the code
3: <laughs> <in>.
2: <laughs> So, yeah, you can reach us at uh, automotohr.com. It's A U T O M O T O H R.com. Um, or our telephone number is 888 794 0794. And uh, we're always uh, willing to help you with your process. We're able to at least kind of show you how to do things. Um, if if you uh, choose to use our, our platform, that's awesome. But if not, we can probably help you at least point you in the right direction. So if you do have questions, please always feel free to call any of us. Absolutely. Um, because I love the,
1: recruiting. I'll, well, well, that's, I mean, see, we that's, that's to what get. we got here. But that's that's, that's the coolest hour, part. You know, I mean, yeah,
3: I mean, for anybody out there that's watching this video or, you know, listening to the podcast right now, I mean, there's just a tremendous wealth of knowledge and passion around recruiting and recruiting the right people. So I encourage you, absolutely, reach out, connect with these guys. Really amazing, amazing, amazing dedication to our industry. Guys, thank you again so much for jamming thank with me. Jason, I really, said. really appreciate it. Thank you. thank you. Well,
0: that wraps up our two-parter with the AutoMax team. I hope you learned lots. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and comment and all that great stuff. And be sure to follow Jason to get all those tasty podcast details when they come out fresh.